It is now time for our weekly intuitive business feature with Plus 94 Research. Tonight we discuss when research goes wrong. As usual, Plus 94 Research CEO Sfiso Falala joins us in studio. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Is research ever wrong? Well, is it ever right? I think is the question <laughs> that we should be asking. Uh, there is so much uh, that can go wrong. There are so many moving parts right from the inception of the project when the client briefs it mm. um, all the way through to research design, deciding on the sample, the data waiting, the data collection process. At any of these few stages, anything can go wrong. Right. What then do you need to do to avoid an eventuality of that nature? Yeah, what do you need to do to stay healthy, I guess? Mm. Um, it's. I think the most important thing is that research needs to be done for the right reasons. It shouldn't be used as a, a crutch. Um, the company needs to assess and all the stakeholders internally need to be consulted um, and to have their input, giving their reasons for why the research is being done in the first place. Mm. Um, if research is not correctly uh, briefed, there's a lot of information that will be sought after the, the survey results have been received, mm-hmm. which should have been communicated right at the beginning. So it will be insufficient, and therefore those that were not consulted will consider it to be uh, wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, when you brief the research, it's very clear to state what information is available, what information is going to be new information from the project, so that the process doesn't waste a lot of resources looking for what is already known or what is internally available within that that company. Yeah. So it's it's it's, um, it's a delicate process at the beginning, but when the research agency also receives the brief, they need to be careful with regards to how they design the survey. There's different types of surveys that can be done. There's desk research, there's observation research, there's qualitative research, there's quantitative research. So it's a huge choice. The most important thing, I suppose, is to make sure that you work with um, a creditable company, one Uh. that has a track record, and one that you can, I suppose, if they did the wrong things, you could report them to an institute that looks after the interests of clients of market research companies. How would then a business suffer from adopting the incorrect research? What are the consequences there? Well, I think the the example that is often cited is the one that relates to the new Coke in the mid-80s when Coca-Cola did more than 200,000 interviews mm-hmm. uh, to test a new formula for Coca-Cola, which was sweeter than the existing Coca-Cola. Shucks. And they went ahead and spent over um, $4 million in the development process. But within three months, the consumers rejected the product, mm-hmm. although the research had indicated that the product was going to be better than the current Coke and also better than their competitor, Pepsi. Mm-hmm. So the the loss financially was massive. And what went wrong there was, first of all, Coca-Cola was um, uh, uh, tested blind. In other words, the consumers were not aware of the fact that they were uh, tasting Coca-Cola. Ah. And, um, and one of the assumptions that should have been taken into account, which wasn't, is the fact that consumers have certain emotional attachments to brands that they buy. Mm-hmm. So for them... Coke's identity is not just the red and white bottle, but it's also the taste with its flaws, if it has flaws. So once they see Coke, there's a huge expectation of something that tastes not 
a little like Coke, but just like Coke. Mm-hmm. So they were disappointed and they rejected the new product. Um, they lost about $30 million in concentrate that had already been prepared for yeah. the new Coke. And so the, 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 the losses financially uh, can be massive if the research is inappropriately commissioned and or executed. What elements of research should one keep a look out for when the research team is on field collecting data? You have to make sure that they're talking to the people that they said they would talk to, the right target market. Very often the target market is not always easy to get. You might be looking for a person that, uh, since we're talking about Coca-Cola, use that example, mm-hmm. that de- drinks Coca-Cola, uh, smokes Peter Stuyvesant, and goes clubbing in Rosebank. Mm-hmm. So it's a very specific person that you are looking for. And uh, it they might f- fulfill the criteria for two of the elements, but not all of them. Yeah. So when you get the results, they're not accurate for what you want to do. So you have to make sure that the right people were interviewed. And also you have to make sure that the questions that were asked were the right questions asked in the right way. Mm-hmm. There's leading questions. There's questions that um, uh, they can attract many different types of responses rather than just one type of response. So you have to make sure that the questionnaire is also right. As a parting shot, let's maybe discuss what the consumers need to know when they are asked to be part of research. What is their role in that area of conducting research? Well, they are protected by the Code of Conduct in Mm -hmm. South Africa. We use the Southern African Market Research Association uh, Code of Conduct, which is uh, similar to the European Society for Market Research Code of Conduct. In other words, their privacy is um, is protected. Mm-hmm. If they do not want to divulge certain types of information and they feel that it is personal or they want to protect that information, they do not have to give it. Okay. Um, they can op- opt out of an interview at any time. So the interview process is voluntary, and they 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 should they should know that, mm. um, and um, they should know that their details are not supposed to be used without their permission and their names should not be published in reports without their express permission that, that this this can be done. Mm, how trustworthy is conducting research in that way? Because I could simply take that, well, I like this taste in the Coke, whereas I'm, I could be misleading. Yes, it is possible that you can give a biased response mm-hmm. and you can do so deliberately, but you could also do so because you were not given the right quantities uh-huh. or you had just uh, drunk another beverage before tasting this one mm. and therefore your palate was affected. There's a number of factors that come into play, but generally uh, we believe that respondents do tend to be honest. So we, we have what are called non-sampling errors, okay. which is errors in the data due to respondent bias, for example. Um, over a larger sample, you'd find that the errors tend to complement those that are exaggerating their activities are sort of the same number, more or less, as those that are understating what they do, which is why it's important to have a larger sample. Makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for your time. Plus 94 Research CEO's Fiso Falala in this week's Intuitive Business feature, tonight focusing on when research goes wrong.